welcome back to episode eight. I am your co-host, Jackson Blackman, but my friends call me JB. My co-host is... Hey, it's Josh. Back for episode eight. Having a blast here, too. Uh, this is kind of a quiet on the nerd front, but uh, shout out to all of the the followers on Instagram. We've been having some some pretty good interactions with that. Uh, and we invite you guys to keep it coming. Um, and we also invite your comments on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening. Uh, definitely, we definitely appreciate your support. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Uh, we definitely want to drive that up. And um, like I said, leave comments. Uh, we are checking, you know, checking online, seeing. Sometimes we reach out to you guys as well. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, and no, don't forget to subscribe. It it helps us grow. And um, I had something important I feel like I really wanted to say, but I just forgot. Oh, yeah. You know, to if you are subscribed, we appreciate it. And just want to let you guys know that we will be more regular on releasing episodes. That's 99.9% my fault. When it comes to the editing, sometimes life has a way of getting in the way but going forward i there should not be that many significant delays in releasing episodes so we're gonna go to about a weekly format summer winds down and you know give you guys something to listen to at the beginning of the work week so uh thanks for sticking around thanks for watching for new episodes to drop and we we appreciate all of our listeners always 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 because without the listeners we're just two crazy guys ranting about comics and that may or may not be sad who knows I'm going to go with not because we're probably not the only ones who do that. Oh, I, I know. guarantee yeah, we're not so. the only ones who do it. I mean, I could probably name some people that you you may not know their names, but you know who. Yeah, I'll leave it out. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I was going to talk about the guys at um. But oh. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to shout them out. Like, screw those guys. Yeah, real life comic book guy from The Simpsons. Like, for real. Classmates, he, I can tell really you stories is. about this person. I won't. But I could. You know what's so funny about that? Not to get off topic, you know, the culture has changed from when 20, 30 years ago when comic books were for nerds and all this other stuff and the stereotypes that go around it to now being more accepted or even a very popular medium. Yeah. It's just funny how things have changed. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. huge now to the point that we can do this. I mean, there's no way that you and I or, you know, podcasts similar to what we're doing would be able to have a platform like this without the explosion of, of popularity. And I I think a lot of it is just, you know, having a lot of quality content outside of the comics themselves that people are responding right. to and they're able to kind of backtrack. And and I've heard tons of people who, you know, were not necessarily comic readers, but love the Dark Knight or love the Avengers and, you know, mm -hmm. then decided to go to a con and you pick up some trades and you get hooked, you get hooked. And then, you know, they're they're kind of going in reverse to where before you were in the comic book store all the time as that was your only outlet if this was something you were interested in it's kind of cool right, to see, yeah. that, see that kind of growth and really to be a part of it yeah it is you know what's funny is I remember once being uh, it's going to make me sound really bad and, and shallow or whatever but 
being a kid and going to a comic book store and worrying that like people from school would see me going in. That's hilarious. It, it really is. Like looking back, I'm like, why was I worried about that? Like, it's nothing to really be ashamed or embarrassed about, too. But then I remember, too, maybe in middle school or something, reading, like, Uncanny X-Men on lunch once because it was, like, raining and we couldn't go outside. And people being like, oh, you read that? That's awesome. I love that one, you know. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. But it's a different world nowadays, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. What are we going to discuss tonight, JB? What are some of the highlights that we will uh, rant and rave about? Well... As you all know, the highly anticipated Captain Marvel movie uh, Entertainment Weekly dropped some some pictures, talked a yes. little bit about the movie, so we would not be doing our job if we didn't talk about that. Talk about Iron Fist, definitely. Daredevil. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> our, one of our favorite people here. Um, I love that guy. Do we follow him on Instagram? Ah, good question. I don't think is so. he on Instagram. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. We care can make that happen. Nah, I'm not that interested in finding out. But he's got some interesting news going on. We're going to touch on that and kind of tying in to what you were just talking about, Josh. As far as you know, the the comic culture growing and uh, more people being involved and. You know how many more people it's it's touching where before it did not. We talked a little bit about it a few episodes back. Just, you know, things are not necessarily as inclusive as they are. So, unfortunately, uh, it's coming up on the radar again. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Comics Gate and just our thoughts on it. And we certainly invite you guys to share your thoughts uh, once you hear the episode. Tell us what you think. Are we right? Are we wrong? We're never wrong. Never. That's the consensus. No, no doubt. No one has yet to tell us that we're wrong. I'm waiting for it. I I welcome that. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, you can't think you're right all the time. So. I mean, I do, but I welcome I welcome the opportunity to be proven wrong. Do you? Do you really? I do. Okay. I don't. All right, we'll I don't see. see it happening, <laughs> but I invite the opportunity. And oh, last but not awesome. least, we have um, we'll talk a little bit about the DC streaming service that's going to be debuting pretty soon. Actually, I'm not signing up, so <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that one. So that ends that. Ooh, that ends that uh, pretty quickly, huh? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, yeah, I'm not signing up. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Why well, about how about we go backwards and let's talk? We'll, we'll we'll talk about that first. Good. I am dying to give my two cents about this. Let's one. do it. It's, so it's going to debut this <laughs> week, actually, uh, this Friday, I believe, the 15th. Well, I heard they're going to debut it by um, making only Batman and Robin um, available for the first 24 hours. So that they, they're starting off strong. Stop it. They're going to make it successful. <laughs> starting up, spreading lies. Uh, oh, yeah. Fake news. That, too. No, I'm sorry. Now, something I did find pretty funny about that, because uh, I know you are a binger and I'm not. Yes. So I'm kind of. Which I don't know how. I mean, I was kind of interested somewhat in what they were doing, but they still don't quite have enough to draw me in. So they, they don't have my money, but I found it hilarious. You know, Titans, I guess, is going to be the big draw initially. And that's what everybody likes to do is, is binge. 
they are not they are not releasing all the episodes of Titans. And I saw that, and that's another reason I was like, Psh, I'm not signing up for this. I may I may try it out. Do you know what the price is? Before we really get into it, do you know what the price is going to be? I don't recall what the pricing was. I think you could like pre-order for for ten bucks a month really? or something like that. Okay, that's not too bad, but I'm not paying for it regardless. So, but I saw that, and I was like, if this is going to be your big draw, like I kind of get it. You want people to return, but at the same time, are people going to do that? I don't know. Like Hulu does it. But their shows like The Handmaiden's Tale, that's critically acclaimed, right? Like, yeah, that's what would K kids twenty years ago they would have called that show a water cooler show. <laughs> Back when there were only like six channels in broadcasting <laughs> TV, they got like twenty million people an episode. But now that that's what would you know was a popular show and it's critically acclaimed and has support and a good storyline even though it's super dark like that's one show i can't binge actually yeah it's a little but little Titans, bit much yeah it's really heavy like usually about an episode episode and a half i'm like okay i need to watch something funny because yeah i'm depressed <laughs> i am sad uh but titans i don't know what it's gonna do like you know, 2018, they're premiering Titans. They're going to have a daily show, or I think it's a weekly show or a news program. No, I think it's daily. what's going on. It's a, a, it is going to be? It's going to be daily? Yeah, okay. it's a news show. Then they have Young Justice, which is going to happen in, I think, early 2019. Yeah, I want to say it's like first quarter next year. That that really should have been what they pushed first. Yes, I agree. I mean, that's a, that's a property that people are familiar with and something that people were looking forward to. They got pretty bad press with the with the Titans trailer, so I don't know what they're doing. I was going to ask, have they even released a second one? Because I have not been looking because I don't care. I haven't seen a second one. Okay. Yeah, I, I've... I'm holding a hope that, you know, once it comes out, I hear good things from people who are more willing to give it a chance. I'm not. But hopefully it turns out to be pretty good. But I, they also have uh, Doom Patrol coming out in 2019, Stargirl, Swamp Thing. They're supposed to have a Harley Quinn cartoon that's supposed to be geared towards adults. Which I'm not. I'm I'm good on that. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to see that. And maybe I'm just not the target for it. Harley was never, never my favorite, especially this new iteration of her. I kind of enjoyed the Paul Dini Harley Quinn that you know from the original and animated series. I right. can't recall the voice actress's name right now, but. Like she did her thing with that character, and it was she was interesting. It wasn't Cree Summers. Who? Cree Summers. I thought she did all the female voices for animated cartoons of the nineties. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't be shocked if she did that one though. No, nah, I know she's super talented. But I, I mean, I enjoyed that. But I think Harley is suffering a little bit from being overexposed, and I, right. I've had enough. <laughs> You're like, I draw the line. 
No more. Come sir. this far and no further. I say good day. <laughs> I, yeah, I can see that. I think if they, like, I think it could be funny if they do it right. If it's kind of like along the lines of the Rick and Morty brand of humor and absurdities. That's not, <laughs> that's not a big draw for me. Nah. I think even Doom Patrol, like I, I was looking at that and I was like, some of the characters in there, I, f- I feel, and I know we differ in this, like I feel like Cyborg should be on un- t- Titans. Very much so. He was never in Doom Patrol. That that doesn't make sense to right. me at all. Well, I mean, it's artistic license, which I'm okay with, but I don't know. I mean, s- situations like that have usually been due to rights issues. You know, you can't use a certain character in a certain setting because you don't have the rights. Warner Brothers has not given that up for anything. Like, they're building this whole thing from the ground up so they can do whatever they want, and they have an existing Titan show. Why would you not... (laughs) Why wouldn't you use Cyborg (laughs) there? I don't know. Maybe it makes too much sense. Who knows? What I found interesting, though, about Doom Patrol... They've been doing some casting. I just um, read recently that they casted Brendan Fraser for um, yeah. Robot um, I think that was a good call. I think that was a good call. I did just um, you know, veteran actor bring some. He's gonna bring some credibility, I think, to a project that only like the most hardcore of the the N words nerd, by the way. Are gonna are <laughs> really going to gonna know anything about Doom Patrol? Like this is not a, a well known property, but I think people are familiar with Brendan Fraser and his work, so that may be a draw. Right. <laughs> Speaking of N words, Doom Patrol sounds like the name of a rap group from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, you meant the but, other uh, N word. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whoops. You, you, you took it so far, I, I take it the other way. <laughs> it kind of does, though. I think he's good casting on that. They also have uh, Timothy Dalton, who is one of the... It's weird to say recent, because this was probably like 20 years ago or more, but one of the more recent James Bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one before P- Pierce Brosnan. He's been cast in there, too. I'm not sure which character he's going to play. But, I, I, you know, honestly, I think Doom Patrol, I think I'd be more interested in seeing that than Titans. Really? Yeah. Just because it's something new? Because it's something new, and I haven't seen a terrible trailer for it, so. Fair enough. And the casting, too. Like, I mean, if you look at the Titans casting, I really don't know who's on this show. I'm actually okay with using unknown actors, and I'm I'm really trying to give Titans a chance. That trailer was so awful, but (laughs) trailers can be deceiving because we've seen a a, a million really good trailers, and then the movie turns out not to be great. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Titans, and really the whole service. Finally looked it up. It's it's actually 7.99 a month or 74.99 for the year so i guess it's really not that bad but for me most of the content that they're going to be offering right away is stuff that i have already they're just 
kind of gonna have the library of like all the animated movies and the previous um theatrical releases i'm sure there'll be a bunch of other stuff too but most of that stuff i own so i'm really not about paying more money to watch something i could just go downstairs and watch (laughs) the animated releases are the ones that probably would draw me in just because i usually (laughs) i don't buy those i'll grab them on like redbox or something like that Mm -hmm. to see them but yeah, having that access, that may actually draw me in. But I'm not going to pay $7.99 every couple months to watch an animated movie. What I'll probably do is wait for season one of Titans to be done and <laughs> Doom Patrol <laughs> and uh, whatever else they have coming out that looks interesting. Sign up for the month, call in to work every day, and then just get through it all. That is terrible. That's hilarious. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I know I sound super negative on Titans and DC streamer service. I think from the last episode or uh, episode uh, five, we kind of talked about streaming services and how I feel like there's too many of them and things like that. I, I'm, I'm just wary of too involved in some of them because I don't think some of them will be here in a year or two. I don't know if it's that. I think the streaming services are probably here to stay. It's just a matter of are they going to be able to grow, you know, beyond whatever their core base is? Netflix is well, not a, Netflix is not going anywhere. No, no, I don't, that's for sure. I don't think it is. I think, and and not to you know rehash a conversation we've probably had two or three times already. You know, you can only split a dollar so many times, and if there was like a way to bundle them, then I'd probably be more open to branching out for my streaming services, but because, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pay $10 to Netflix and $8 to Hulu and $8 to DC. And then, you know, a hundred bucks to Amazon. No, I'm not doing that just to watch TV. I'm sorry. No, and I think most people feel the same way. So, but they'll, they'll figure out a way to get you. They always do. Yeah, definitely. They will. But we'll see what they're doing. I, yeah, I, I check think it out. If, I think as a whole, DC is starting to learn from some of their missteps. They don't get them all right, like the whole thing with Cyborg. But I <laughs> I appreciate that they seem to be taking some of the right steps, at least. So we'll yeah. see. You know what show would really draw me in and interest me? Because if you look at what Marvel did with even with the movies you know they started their movies based on heroes or that we weren't too familiar with or we kind of knew about and went from there and i wouldn't be mad if dc looks like they're doing the same thing like they're doing doom patrol uh star girl swamp thing if i saw a firestorm tv show because that was always one of my favorite characters as a kid that would be interesting yeah i agree I agree. Now, would you want Ronnie Raymond or Jason Roush? Hmm. That's a good question. And the only reason I ask is because you could there you could really have two completely different type of shows depending on which character you use. And right. there's nothing to say well, that I you was... couldn't eventually have both of them. You start with Ronnie, go through a couple of seasons, um, and you can you, you can, can then transition yep. like in the comics. You can absolutely transition yep. it. 
So I think he's a he's an interesting enough character. He has a, enough material. Absolutely. I mean, just and his power base is the just the fact that it's all pretty much science based. You could you could have a lot of fun with that. I'd say. Yeah, and <laughs> throw back to before my time, but I really was introduced to Firestorm and uh, Super Friends. Yep. Yeah, you did take it back. I did. Yeah. I went there. You need to go ahead and uh, pitch that to DC. I think you got something there. All right, I'll write a treatment and then tweet it at him. That's <laughs> that seems to be the way it's going these days, right? I'll slide in their DMs on Instagram and be like, "Hey, I got this uh, treatment for Firestorm for your DC streaming service." That just sounds so terrible. It it should have. <laughs> <laughs> it should have. And speaking of terrible, Ryan Johnson, what's up with your boy? Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of his work. I uh, love The Last Jedi. I thought what he did was totally brand new, very logical, and absolutely made... No, I'm just kidding. I almost threw up saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm seeing their conflicting reports. Some are saying that his trilogy is canceled, and I guess on Twitter he said that everything was good or something like that. I don't know if we were talking about this off the record, I guess. I think I'm kind of done with Star Wars, at least from whatever films. If they do a standalone, because I'm more interested in seeing a standalone, like an Obi-Wan movie, or even, you know, a pre-episode one Star Wars story. I don't think I'm really interested in seeing what Ryan Johnson dreams up for the Star Wars universe. And the reason I say that is not because, you know, I'm not not knocking him because he is... Some of the stuff he shot photography and things like that was good it's the storyline that was like super weak to me like for instance in the last jedi or in the force awaken that other hack uh what's his name jj abrams <laughs> you know he introduces this big bad character and snokes and you know everyone's like who is this guy like what's his story right. and then they're like oh you know be patient it will all be explained in the next movie and they don't explain anything and then they kill him off yeah which is <laughs> That's one thing I think he did is that um, Lucas would have done is taking a really potentially awesome character and cutting him in half again. So the things in in that movie kind of just I'm just like I don't I don't care what your vision is. I think there were stories in the expanded universe from other writers and even in the comics that are probably better or more true to what Star Wars is than what I think he has in the works. So. I mean, if it's getting canceled, cool. I hope they um, go back to the to the drawing board and actually make a Star Wars movie or Star Wars themed movie. But I'm willing, I don't, I don't, I'm willing to take the opposite approach nah. with that. Actually, I think if you nah, give him care. a larger sandbox to play in, I think you might be able to come up with something good. I think the issue with Star Wars in general right now is everything is. You know, it's supposed to be this huge universe, but everything is tied to the Skywalkers. Right. You know what I mean? And and we're not really exploring this universe the way that we could. And I think that that may be the direction that uh, Lucasfilm goes in. And I think if you do that, now you really can come up with a, a really good story because there's really nothing that you're tied to. I mean, you have the stories from the novels that are canon, the comic books, 
you know, in the, the series, you still have to make sure there's continuity there. But because it's not the, the films, you're not I don't think you'd be met with the same type of backlash if you expand your wings creatively more than or rather the same way you would with the films. If you change anything in the films, they're coming for you. Guaranteed. I agree. I think it would safer and he'd have more space to develop if it's separate from the main from what we know of Star Wars meaning the the Skywalkers like you said. And I don't even know that it has to be separate, a, right? You can still acknowledge that family no, I, and acknowledge the events that have happened in the films that we've seen, but this isn't the focus. But that's the thing is like that family story was done in Return of the Jedi. Like there's a reason George Lucas didn't make any more movies because he, he the story was told. Right told the story of the father his turn to the darkness and then his redemption right that was done and now they're con- you know they didn't have to continue it like if you wanted to do a new trilogy you should have just done that from the start you could have got the fans the original fans or you know in a frenzy by bringing back the original cast and having them play supporting roles you know like you'll see han in this movie for 20 minutes or something like that right or you'll see luke you know mentoring a new you know, being the Mace Windu of a new class of Jedi or something like that. They didn't have to go and redo A New Hope all over again, and they didn't have to do The Last Jedi or any of that other stuff. They could have started new from the get-go, and they didn't. That's kind of like why I'm like, I don't, I don't really care what they're doing on the big screen, and even, even on the small screen, like, I'm happy Clone Wars is coming back. Even the new show um, Resistance, I don't really, I know it's not really developed for me or someone like me, it's just not new. Like, I don't care. Right. Well, I guess we have to wait and see at this point because we still don't even really officially know whether his trilogy has gotten canceled. So it's all wild speculation anyway to say what he might do or what, what he could <laughs> do because he right. may not be doing anything. Exactly. We'll see. I, and I think, you know, I, I, I may sound really harsh on uh, Ryan Johnson. He'll be all right. Yeah, he doesn't care what I think. I think he, he, given the right tools and things like that, he could probably make a good movie. Right. Because if you look at, like, if you, if I look at The Last Jedi as not being a Star Wars movie, it's a good movie. That, and that's that's kind of the point that I was making. I think if you divorce the existing films and everything that's going on with the Skywalkers and just explore this this world that's you know full of a million stories if you just choose to tell them you could stay Mm -hmm. on one planet and just discuss what's happening there and have maybe not a trilogy but certainly a a good film you know if you put it put in the hands of the right right team i mean there's so many ways it can go like anakin for instance is he really the chosen one did he really bring balance back to the force do we how do we know there's a lot of jedi were all the Jedi killed during Order 66? No. Some of them still lived. Exactly. Galaxy's a big place. Are there other stories to tell? Exactly. Who knows? It's so much that they can do. You know, we'll see. Like, episode 9, I think I said I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. you got to close it out. Just, I just, don't. Yeah, you do. you got, you got to close no. it out. Just to finally put a bow on this last trip. Garbage? It may not be. It may turn out to be phenomenal. The only way it could turn out to be phenomenal if they, like, in the last movie, pretend like 
go back in time and <laughs> prevent everything from happening. You know, I hear it's going to be a crossover with Men in Black. That's all it is. <laughs> Except they're going to uh, flash the audience instead of the characters. I could see that. Then I'm all in for that because then I can forget about the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, <laughs> and um, you know my disdain for J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson. Harsh words. I like it. Yeah. Don't make garbage movies if you if you don't want to be disdained by Josh. But here's the thing: you can criticize the movie without being a jerk. Eh, now nah, I won't even say being a jerk because. Be a jerk. I'm good with that. Without <laughs> threatening people. It's really easy. I did, right? You see how easy that I was, people? <laughs> it doesn't take all that. I was going to say, I don't think I threatened anybody. No. And at least not on air. Oh, no. Not on air, of course. Give them evidence? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Josh, uh, we have this recording for you that's all across the internet. You're threatening J.J. Abrams. And Ryan Johnson, what's your beef with them? And I'll just be like, have you seen those movies? And I'm like, you're right, you're free to go. I had a really bad joke about that, but I'm going I'm to let that one go. <laughs> Suffice to say that you would not be free to go, Josh. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I don't. I just get out and start speaking uh, Shakespearean to them. I hate you. <laughs> in the rain see now you need to watch it you need to watch it you keep bringing it up you gotta watch it I, you know I tried I, I actually did um, try watching Black Lightning and I turned it off because that scene actually pissed me off oh the, the rain scene yeah that made me upset and I was like I can't watch this so it was like 2 o'clock in the morning I was trying to go to bed yeah. wind down and all that stuff I'm like I can't watch this like oh yeah it was bad we are not going down a Black Lightning rabbit hole Captain Marvel. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> so, Finally, some good stuff. Yes, to yes, talk yes, about. yes, yes. Or more, not good stuff, but more exciting stuff. To Absolutely. Talk about, I feel. I'm incredibly excited about this one. I mean, everybody is. Yeah. When they dropped the when they dropped the the images and they kind of gave us a little bit of a synopsis. Like I thought it was dope that they're not making it an origin story. They're like, nah, she's she's in the midst of this, and you know it's Kree Skull War. You know that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, give me all that. When I saw the images and I saw Ronan back, and I was like, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes so much sense. I'm all for it. Like, not that I want to speed up time too much, but I'm I'm ready for, like, March to check this out. I know some people, especially on, like, Instagram and stuff, they were kind of, like, clowning the scrolls. Yeah. And how they looked. Well, I could see it. There's a really good one, too, where somebody made, like, a fake album cover. It was called Scrolls to Men. <laughs> it's it's on Instagram or something like that, and I thought it was pretty clever. They kind of remind me of like Star Wars characters, Star Trek characters. Yeah, in the TV show. Yeah, I can see that. But here's what I was thinking about the images: like they're still shots, and that's not exactly what they're what we're going to see on screen. Like they can't possibly be done with all of the the corrections and effects that they have to put into the film so it's gonna look different right Right. now granted it could still be bad like apocalypse but (laughs) but i'm willing to i'm willing to to wager that it's gonna look a lot better than than what we're seeing and me personally even just with the still shots that we got i didn't think it was that bad i don't either i'm happy with everything i've seen so far yes 
Yeah, I was not. My only complaint is that Brie Larson's hair isn't '90s esque as I remember as a child. Like her hair looks a little bit too small to be like from the '90s. But other than that, everything is good, you know. So I'm I'm sure that when we get um, you know, Earthbound Carol, you're gonna see a lot of that. Although what I was reading was that most of it is gonna take place in space, which is dope, and it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. I mean, what really do you need Carol Danvers on Earth for? You don't. I mean, yes, yes, there's adventure to be had on Earth, but she's a cosmic character, yeah, but if- and you want her there at least, at least in the beginning, especially if she's going to be, you know, a big part of Avengers Four, essentially coming to save the day. You need to see her in action. There's no better way to feature her, you know, in her full capacity than to put her in space. And the Kree Skull War is is definitely it. Now, what that did for me was the the addition of the scrolls. Where do you think that takes the MCU as we know it? Like, do you think well, that it will be- affect? Obviously, it'll affect it going forward. But do you think it has affected it? up to this point like do you think that there's anybody who is a scroll that we don't know yet that's the thing i that i that i really dug about this is that it opens up that window that they've been on earth for a while now one thing one thing i do want to say too to backtrack shout out to her wearing a nine inch nails shirt yeah that's super 90s super grungy (laughs) but this taking place in space i think that kind of helps explain the history that we understood from like iron man that there weren't really heroes really in existence because they kind of acted like Iron Man was the first one. Right. I mean, I know they've rec- they've retconned that with Ant-Man and Winter Soldier, even though he wasn't a hero, but someone of that caliber. So I think someone as powerful as uh, Carol Danvers, I think that's something that they kind of have to explain. They don't have to spend a lot of time with it. They just kind of explain, like, where has she been? She wasn't around for the incident in New York. Right. So I think that's just something they have to touch on a little bit. To go along with your line of thought, with the scrolls being on Earth, I don't know. Listen, dude, they've been here. If this is taking place in the 90s, even if the Star Force wins this, there's no way you introduce the scrolls and not have them been here. The question then right. just becomes who? And I cannot come up with a good answer. Like, the obvious one would be Tony Stark, right? But if you make Stark I see, a I wouldn't scroll, even think of that. And then you, you know, he gets outed, and you, re- who do you replace him with? And I'm just talking about the actor at this point. Like, I cannot right. imagine recasting Tony Stark. It just, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, I could spend a whole nother hour just kind of going over all of these theories I have about... You just, like, jumped into the deep end right away. You were just like, Tony, Oh, you know, absolutely. Like, well, that- absolutely. When I thought about it, when you about them introducing if they have been impersonating someone, who could they have been? And I'm thinking, you know, Shield level or some, you know, characters that we know but aren't really part of the overarching storyline. That's who I'm thinking of. Someone, someone who's there enough, but not like super prominent. Right. But what would be the point of that? I mean, from a storytelling point of view or from the scrolls. Well, from a storytelling point of view, it's kind of... It doesn't have the same impact, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, say it was Maria Hill, for instance. Turns out that Maria right. Hill was a scroll. Who really cares? Mm, right. But it wouldn't make sense. They would see that. That's the thing is they'd have to have these um, 
Easter eggs planted for years, and then when it's revealed, everything makes sense. Like you look back and you're like, "Oh, that makes sure, sense." Sure. Sure. That random thing happened that seemed kind of out of character. It was. For instance, if they tried to say it was one of them took Thor's place, J- just hear me mm-hmm. out. The scene where he disappears in Age of Ultron suddenly makes more sense. Right. You know, I mean, without having to see the deleted scenes and everything like that, that kind of makes more sense because he just like leaves. It, yeah. If they do something like that, I mean, they could just reveal them and it still would be for fan service. I think it would still be a pretty big deal. I think that's what we're going to get, though. I think we're going to get a small reveal, maybe in Captain Marvel, maybe in Avengers. But I think we're going to get a small reveal that opens up the possibilities that there will be more. Right. Like, what if it's Nick Fury? <sighs> that's probably that's probably it. To be honest with you, Nick Fury makes more sense than than even Iron Man does. I'm really, really, really he hoping put the group together, him, but I'd be hard to convince that it isn't. They may not address it. I don't know. I'm, no, they 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 gotta address it. I think they may end up doing something very similar to the way that Secret Invasion introduce the scrolls back on earth Mm -hmm. because before the invasion happened it was a completely unrelated story and somebody that really didn't have anything to do with the grand scheme but it was revealed that um she was a scroll oh snap the scrolls are on earth i think it's going to be something like that i could see that like before this all happened i was i actually thought they were going to introduce the scrolls in infinity war And my uh, suspicion was that it was going to be Hawkeye's family. Right. I remember you saying that. But I think it'll be something like that, like on the initial reveal to let let us know that they exist. They have been among these characters. I don't think they're going to go for the big, big one right away. When I was talking about Stark, I was thinking like long term. I think the initial one will be something like that. And And it might even end up being like a villain. Somebody like Ben Kingsley's character. Uh, the the Mandarin, quote unquote, he could be a scroll or like Justin Hammer, somebody that we know, right? And it would have some you know impact for the the characters, but it's not this huge huge thing, and it's just enough to let us know that hey, they're here and they could be anybody. I mean that could be the next chapter, I guess, so to so to speak for the MCU because this the entire thing. Well, not the entire thing, but. It's led up to the Infinity War. Yep. So what's next after that? Um, you know, who's the next big bad in the MCU? I personally would like the next big bad to be Galactus. Yes. And you build up to that. Yeah. I don't think the scrolls would be big enough. But to, you know, tide you over to the next big thing. I mean, they're certainly big enough for, say, the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Or the next solo movie that has everybody in it, like Civil War. Something right. on that scale. But they certainly are not large enough to be the next big, big thing that they build up on like they did with Thanos. Galactus, I think, is. Definitely. And with Disney getting those rights back. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it right. Let's not actually, like, screw that whole giant space cloud thing. Like, let's actually get. Oh, you know they will. If you get Ego to Living Planet, you're, you're, you're getting Galactus, like full on purple and everything. Let's do I it. I just thought about something. Just thought about something. What's I that? know who is going to be revealed to be a scroll. I'm putting this out here. Stanley. Mm, 
Nah. Why not? See, I was thinking about that initially, but I'm like, nah. Why not? That makes perfect sense. He's all over the place. What? See, I heard somebody, I heard people say, you know, speculate that he's a watcher. That makes sense, too. But then at the end, he was with the Watchers, you know, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, when he was, like, stuck on the asteroid or something, right. they start walking away. He's like, guys, you're not going to give me a ride home. Right. Speaking of Stan Lee, he's a cameo in the new Spider-Man game. I saw that. Yeah, I love how they're showing this guy uh, respect. Yes. It's good to see that. There's a couple other things um, for the future, just to, you know, we got something kind of big planned for a couple episodes. We're going to, not to reveal it right now, because I can't. Don't, don't, I was going to say, don't tell him yet. No, because JB will hit me. Also, too, kind of a, just talking about other people um, who've had such major impacts. We talked about a little bit early, in an earlier episode when Steve Ditko died, mm-hmm. but just all the people who, who have touched, you know, the worlds that we love, and, you know, we're just going to try to, like, bring some of them to the light and their contributions and, and just pay them that honor not saying stanley's not a great guy he is but we and know he's him definitely yeah but we know him and there were other people too in the kitchen who were helped creating and drawing and penciling and, and inking Absolutely. some of this stuff not to get too off topic maybe next episode we'll talk about it more but just the different um costumes of wolverine and why the changes were made right that's pretty interesting. Like at first, I was just like, "Yeah, whatever," and then I was like looking into it and reading it. I was like, "Oh, this is dope." Yeah, yeah. Jumping ahead a little bit, sorry. Nah, that's fine. That's what we do. Just to give you guys a little a little taste of what's what's to come. But yeah, Stanley. I don't know if he's a watcher. I just I I kind of just like the cameos. To me, it's one of those things. Like, don't try to explain it. Just just keep it going. And I actually was cool with that until now. We have opportunities to explain it as a watcher or a scroll so it's it's and they may not touch it at all i'm looking forward to see what they do with captain marvel in general though very much so speaking of looking forward daredevil season three well before we jump about that jump forward on that iron fist season two dropped this past weekend. yes it did way better (laughs) no spoilers by the way we'll and i'm saying that for myself because i have a tendency to want to do that but we won't spoil it if you haven't watched it yet or if you haven't completed it. I, I will say this. If you did not finish watching season one, you will like season two. Absolutely. It's a better storyline, tighter writing. Even the choreography better is better. I think we were talking about it earlier, and I think the guy, the choreographer from uh, Black Panther, yep. is on, new showrunner. So I haven't finished it yet, surprise, surprise, even though I binged like more than half of the season that first night. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually canceled plans to do that, which is sad. That's pretty sad. <laughs> but that's dope at the same time. I mean, I didn't cancel it, but I was, I was kind of like, like, nah, I'd rather watch Iron Fist. I'm not mad. Nah, at I wasn't that. even doing that. I was just kind of like, well, if you know, if you if you have to reschedule, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, right? You know, don't don't stress yourself out about you know going through with the plans. Just you know, just let me know what you want to do. But if not, it's cool. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's way better. And even you, you really don't even have to finish the first season if you haven't. No, I mean there are some things that are addressed very early on in the series, uh, or in the season, I should say, that kind of tie into events from the previous one. Uh, as far yeah. as relationships are concerned, you can follow along, I think, without having seen it. But there is some benefit to knowing why certain characters are angry with each other. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot better. So if you 
give it a chance, you know, in order to get renewed. Netflix, he, the producers kind of listened to the gripes about the first season, I'd say so. which is a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. They care about what, you know, we as fans and, and viewers think. And they tried to address all those. And I think they did a good job. And it's not just second thought fixes. They actually went back to the drawing board and kind of created a whole new show. Yeah. At least I think so. I can't call him the Kung Fu Poodle anymore because that's definitely what I would call him on <laughs> Iron Fist the first season. What I'm enjoying the, <laughs> the most di- about this without, you know, giving away any plot details is this is like the first time in a long time that I've been able to take in a show or like a movie or anything and not be able to kind of figure out what's happening ahead of time or like not knowing the source yeah. material like that. Cause I didn't read a yeah. lot of iron fist. Like most of my knowledge of his was, uh, when he would show up in Luke cage or, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally there'd be a reference to him in like uh, Avengers or something like that. Right. But I didn't know a ton about him and his backstory. So I'm enjoying being able to just watch the show and not be, burden with knowledge i know that sounds super pretentious and a little bit corny but that's the best way i could kind of describe it i'm really enjoying the ride in that way because i don't get to do that often no i know what you mean because you because you know a lot of this stuff is based on storylines or you know we know the character's history right. is is loosely adapted from the comics so we kind of you know they put a few pieces out there and we're like okay i can connect the dots now i know where this is gonna go right like infinity war for instance yeah you knew the snap was coming you just did. Mm-hmm. If you, if yeah, you, but it was. If you read it, you knew it was coming. You didn't know when. You didn't know it was going to be so emotional, though, because yeah, it was. It was rough. And I so. want more. I want Captain Marvel <laughs> dusted at the end of her movie. That's what I want to see. I know I've said that before. I'm saying it again because it raises the stakes. Absolutely, it raises the stakes. And we're all expecting her to come in and kind of save the day. But what if she can't? What if she's completely unavailable to do so? She's powerful, but I mean, Infinity Stones are greater than Captain Marvel. Pretty much. Check out Iron Fist season two. Do Um, that. It's only eight episodes, I think. It's eight or ten. I can't remember. I believe it's ten, and we'll give it we'll give it a little time. And but we're definitely going to do a a dive into some of the content. But we want to give everybody a chance to watch it before we start talking about it. Not last but not least, but Daredevil Season 3. Yes, 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 yes. Last time we saw Matt, spoiler alert, he gone. <laughs> or at least at least the world thinks he is. Yeah, he's missing. So that should be interesting. I mean, even the, even the other characters do, because, I mean, it's a minor spoiler. Iron Fist talks about that in Season yeah. 2. I think they talk about it in Luke Cage, too. I don't remember it in Luke Cage. I think it's mentioned. I think Claire mentions it. Okay. Or something about that. I could be wrong. Could be. Could be. But Which I know they, they make mention of him not being around. So, And I'm interested to see how they're going to do this because Daredevil's gone. That means Matt is gone. Are people going to start to put two and two together? Nah. I don't think so. I mean, I know everyday citizen isn't. But I mean, like, Fisk. Oh, yeah, because he hates them both. Bingo. That'd be interesting. And we do know Vincent D'Onofrio is back yes. for season three. Yes, 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 yes. Season three is going to be dope. And I'm yes. glad that Iron Fist is, so far, pretty a pretty good season also. So that helps to go from one good series right to the next one. And then I think Punisher is coming up next. Yep, Punisher is back for season two. 
more bloody, more bodies. That's the tagline. That's no, kidding, I was going to say, that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, so Daredevil, I think it's... I saw reports conflicting online. One was like October 12th or October 19th. So somewhere in mid-October, we should be seeing season three, which will be great. And I'm sure they're going to make an announcement long before then, so we'll get some get some details on that. But I'm looking yeah. forward to it, whatever the date might be. And um, I think there's a couple teaser pictures and stuff like that out mm-hmm. for season three. Like missing so. Matt Murdock, uh, not mm-hmm. milk crates, but similar uh, kind po- of a artwork. Yeah, have you seen me and mm-hmm. stuff. Which is kind of ironic. <laughs> That's bogus. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm merely an observer. But you pointed it out. You're like, wait a minute. Whoa. But I'm just saying, how you gonna put Matt Murdock on a sign talking about have you seen me? That's cruel. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't know, but. <laughs> because he's missing. I didn't that's mean... why he wouldn't know. <laughs> Not no, for any because... other reason. Okay. He gonna get us canceled. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're yeah. definitely looking forward to that. We had another topic. I know we talked about Comic Gate, but we'll save that for another time because that's just too much to talk about in the little time we have left. But the only thing I can say, man, on that is just we got to start respecting each other a little bit more in this community. You got any homework for the people? You know what? This weekend, I don't. I've I've been reading some books. What do you read them? It's uh, Theodore Dalrymple. He's a English author. Um, he writes essays. I've been reading him for years. I we have similar viewpoints and things. And he usually writes about uh, social matters. Okay. Social economics and things like that. I'm reading one of his older books. It's called Our Culture: What's Left of It, and it's just a series of essays of his. Because he's a he's a doctor. He's a psychiatrist, and he works with a lot of. Sometimes underprivileged people or people who have mental health issues and things like that. He's based in the UK, so it's a little bit different there. But it's a pretty interesting read, interesting perspective on something. Um, so this one, Our Culture, What's Left of It, is published in 2005. I'm finding it's still relevant in 2018. Reading the synopsis online, it says it's composed of 26 separate pieces that cover a wide range of topics from drug legalization to the influence of Shakespeare. Oh, wow. He tends to criticize modern society, but not in a way that's like, these young punks don't respect the way things used to be or anything like that. It's kind of just like a, how do we get to the point where we're at? Well, 30 years ago, people were listening to Dr. Spock and not spanking their kids. Right. You know, things like that. So it's like a cause and effect read. Fair enough. That sounds interesting, actually. I didn't have homework, but if you want to check it out, I mean, you can get it on Amazon for like $2 or something like that or less. You probably pay more in shipping than for the actual book. But it's worth reading. If you are on the fence about checking out his work, just Google him. Theodore Dalrymple, he's published in a lot of reputable places. I guess I do have homework. See? Putting mine to shame because I have something a lot, a lot lighter than that. (laughs) <laughs> you talking real world stuff but I think I'm going to check that one out Um, for me I am recommending if you haven't and I can't imagine anybody that's listening to us who hasn't read this but go back this came out in like 2004 from DC as a trade by now Identity Crisis now this is all before the new 52 so 
there will be some um, characters that you see that don't behave exactly as you see them currently. But that's just because the, the universe was different. But it's a very worthwhile story. Brad Meltzer is the writer. Um, and Michael Excellent. Turner did the covers, uh, who's also one of our creators who gone too soon. The style is pretty. You'll know it when you see it for sure. Definitely read that. This came up uh, in my brain just because I was having a discussion with somebody about the character Deathstroke. Uh, he does some damage here. You know, you have a, a whole new a level of respect for him as a character. And there is a particular scene page, I should say, not scene where there is a it's not a major death because the character is not a major character, but it has an impact on a major character. And the way it is written and drawn, just those few frames, incredible. So I would recommend that you go back and read Identity Crisis. Nice. And I did it without spoilers. What about honorable mentions? It's really not an honorable mention. It's more of a dishonorable mention. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you're you're an iOS fan. I use Android. They're both very similar. There's not a lot of night and day between the two OSs, but Google, their new Pixel phone is supposed to come out, and that thing has leaked horribly. Like, <laughs> really? There, yes. It's it's is literally allegedly there are units available for sale in the black market in Ukraine, <laughs> and people have wow. have bought the the extra large version for like two thousand dollars. And there are videos on YouTube of people unboxing them. These started leaking out late August, so two months before the phone is supposed to be released. So and much it, for security. Exactly. It's crazy how a giant company like Google. Because we've seen leaks and stuff from Apple and other companies and Samsung and everything. But this right. one, not to this extent. I remember years ago, some people may be too young to remember, but like the iPhone 4S, some guy left it in a bar, you know, by mistake or something. And mm. it leaked out then. But it was one unit. Like right. they were finding these things everywhere. This dude found one in the back of a lift in his car. <laughs> <laughs> there are people on a getting pic photographed on, on public transportation with them, on planes. It's amazing. So if you haven't, go back and read some of the articles about all the leaks for the Pixel 3XL. Hey, man, the bootleg man is undefeated. I don't care if it's, if it's Google or the neighborhood theater. The bootleg man is going to get you. Ain't no stopping it. Not an honorable mention, dishonorable, but I, I'm amused by it. Oh, that's funny. I'm going to go look it up once we get off here. All right, guys. It's been another episode. Yeah, we got eight down. Many more to come. Absolutely. You know, we discussed a few things that we're planning for the future. Um, we got a special 10th episode kind of planned. Yep, yep. Thank you for uh, sticking out with us. And if you're not, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Follow us on Instagram at ViewsPod. Email us at ViewsPod at gmail.com. Talk to you guys soon. Class dismissed. Cut the check.